DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake that, that ass up. up. The, the Breakfast Club, Club is on. Right. Yeah. I have to live life. I'm talking to the Breakfast Club this morning. Okay, okay, okay. I love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good to you. For a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, the Breakfast Club is where people get the information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. Hey fam, good morning, happy Tuesday. It's Tuesday! Good morning, Toronto! Yes, it's Tuesday. How you guys feeling out there? Uh, I know you're tired because the versus battle was on last night. I am super duper tired. Well, shout to Swiss Beats, shout to Timberland and Versus. Uh, last night was the um, versus battle versus Fabulous and Jadakiss. Uh, I was there all day yesterday, um, and then I got home probably like 2 in the morning. It was a great, great battle. Um, for those that don't know, both of those guys are my friends. I speak to Fab and Kiss all the time. Uh, it was it was just it was just great, you know. First to get in, they were very serious about social distancing and making sure everybody was safe. Everybody's temperature was taken. You had to uh, go through a list of questions to make sure that you can e- even get into the building. Then once you're in the building, uh, not too many people could be in the same room, so they kept it very everybody very spaced out, um, masked up. You had to have your masks on, and it was just it was just a dope battle. I had a I had an amazing time. Had a great time. Then after me and Clue did the uh, after party. It was just dope, man. It, it was it was just good to see people just enjoy themselves. And Fab and Kiss are brothers. Like, they are really brothers. Like, they go on tour with each other. They do shows with each other. So it was just like, it was just a friendly competition, which I thought was great. What did you think? Uh, so let me tell you, I logged on at exactly 8. It was a little late. It started 8. Yeah, no, it was a little, a little late. late. I was like, what's going late. on? I was looking at everybody's Instagram page, trying to figure it out. A little late. Um... I know that certain people were saying, oh, Jada Kiss is going to win this. And I remember, was it Charlemagne said that it was going to be a, what did he say? It was going to be a blowout or something? He said I it was can't remember. He said it was going to be a wash. A wash. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think it was pretty tight. Yeah, there what, were certain what, rounds, I was what, like, Fab got that. Certain rounds, I was like, Jada got that. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this one. It definitely wasn't a wash. Both of those brothers got enormous records. And I just think last night, I think. J.D. Kiss had a better strategy. I spoke to Kiss after mm-hmm. because I was like, Kiss, you know, you didn't even play why. You didn't, did, like, you didn't, there's a lot that you didn't play. And he was like, well, my strategy was I have, more, I know I have more street anthems. It was like, so if I keep poking street, that'll make him get off his game and keep going street. And that's exactly what he did because, you know, Fab forgot a lot of records. Fab didn't do Say Ah during the thing. He didn't do Superwoman. There was a lot of records that he didn't do um, Cuffin' Season. So I think I think JD Kiss had a, a a great plan, but it was just a dope battle to hear all those songs and all the records that that you know those those brothers did. Man, it was a great battle. Shout to Kiss, shout to Fabulous. It, I had a great time. I, I really had. A I like when JD Kiss kept being like, "There's no story. You don't gotta have a story for everything." <laughs> and then he would say <laughs> he was a story. Like, Play the next record. It's no story. <laughs> and then JD Kiss would give a story. I mean, it was just great, man. And then JD Kiss. He was he was feeling nice. He he was feeling love. He was feeling the love last Definitely. night. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> was like Jada kiss water. I don't need water. I'm a grown man. But and then was, I think Ciroc sponsored, but he had the bottle of Douce. <laughs> 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 it was just funny. It was good. 
Yeah, it was a great battle. It was just great to be around, man. It, it was really, really good. Shout out to Def Jam. Shout out to Nathalie and Charlene. We had a wonderful time last night. It goes back to what I said, though. You never could tell who's really going to win. It's really up to what song you play against the song because it's song for song. Right. So you just have to figure out how to win in each round. Right. Right, 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 right. It was it was, it was, it was just a great time. So uh, shout out to them again. Shout out to Versus, what they're doing. And if you watched it on Apple TV, did you watch it on Apple TV? No, I watched it on um, Instagram. I no disrespect. It to my television. No disrespect to Instagram. But if you watch it on Apple TV, it's a whole different experience. Like, it's nine times clearer. It doesn't pause as much. Uh, the, the camera vision is a better vision. On Apple TV, was dope. Like, we set up Apple TV in the um, studio, and because we were in the room right next door, and we were able, I mean, when I say crystal clear, crystal clear, it's a wider vision of, you don't have to worry about any people jumping off. So what I would do is that we would watch it on Apple TV and just keep the phones on so we could, you know, comment and watch the comments and things like that. But we had, it, it was it was a great time. So shout out to uh, Versus, Timberland again, and Swiss Beats. And then the after party was amazing. We had over 200,000 people in the after party rocking with us. So that was pretty dope. All right, All I'm right. tired. Now, uh, today, Irv Gotti will be joining us this morning. Yes, he just turned 50 over the weekend. Yeah, Irv Gotti just turned 50, so we'll kick it with Gotti. He's got a a bunch of new projects that he's working on, so we'll talk to Irv Gotti. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, Yes, let's see. Let's talk about all of these states having to pause on reopening, and we'll also talk about the NBA and some people who are now saying that they did test positive for coronavirus. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with our Brooklyn Nets. Now, DeAndre Jordan apparently has tested positive for coronavirus. And, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie also has tested positive as well. So Jordan tweeted out, found out last night and confirmed again today that I've tested positive for COVID-19 while being back in market. As a result of this, I will not be in Orlando for the resumption of the season. Now, Spencer Dinwiddie had hoped the Nets would meet in Orlando first because New York had been a hot spot. But, you know, Dinwiddie flew back to New York for individual workouts and just got his diagnosis as well. So, yeah, Wilson Chandler also backed out of the restart. You got to be extra, extra careful, you know, the way things open back up. Because that's, you know, one player has it and not necessarily know or has no symptoms. And then you can give it to the whole team, which can spread to the whole league. You got to be very, very careful. A lot of people are not taking it as serious as they were a a couple of months ago. But it's just as serious. Yes. So updates from around the world. At least 14 states have paused. Reopening plans. Arizona, Arkansas, California, Delaware, Florida, Idaho, Louisiana, North Carolina, New Jersey, Nevada, Maine, New Mexico, Texas, Washington State. Uh, Now, only two states right now are seeing a decline in new cases. And those two states, as people are pausing, are New Jersey and Rhode Island right now. That's great. You know, the the, the bad thing about it is I'm sure it's going to continue to go up because so many people from those states went to Miami, went to Florida, Mm -hmm. went to Atlanta, went to Houston, went to Texas. So, and those are hot spots right now. So we'll see what happens. All right. Several baseball players are opting out of the 2020 Major League Baseball season also because of personal health and safety. Mm -hmm. So people are concerned about their health. And they said the COVID-19 pandemic has made this baseball season one that is a risk I am not comfortable taking. So that was uh, Ian Desmond from the Colorado Rockies. He posted that message on Instagram, opting out. Yeah, and there's right. and, and, and so many 
people saying, hey, we just take your temperature. But so many people are asymptomatic where well, you don't even, they don't even have symptoms. Like, you could take my temperature all day, but if it doesn't affect me, I still got it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're like, I'm not sick. I don't have it. No, you can exactly. still not have any symptoms. All right, Donald Trump may drop out of the 2020 presidential race if he believes he has no chance of winning, according to a Republican Party operative. That's what they told Fox News. So, uh, you know, he feels like people don't like him, but they said it's too early. But if the polls continue to worsen, you see a scenario where he drops out. And, yeah, I mean, a, you saw... Has that ever happened? Some uh, like... Somebody drop out like this, and there's there's no opponent. Still Does early. that ever happen? I mean, that would be you know? great. That would be amazing for the for the for the books. But, but he's very far behind Joe Biden right now. Last month, he tweeted that Fox News should fire their fake poster. Never had a good Fox poll on Monday. He said, "Sorry to inform the do nothing Democrats, but I am getting very good internal polling numbers. Just like 2016, the New York Times polls are fake. If Fox News polls are a joke." Do you think they will apologize to me and their subscribers again when I win? People want law, order, and safety. But polls from all different polling organizations are showing that he's behind by similar margins in all of them. So it's not fake polls. Gotcha. All right. right. Well, let's cross our fingers and and hopefully you won't be our president again. Lord, please. All right. Well, that's front page (laughs) news. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open again. The number's 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Jay. Hey, what's up, Jay? Get it off your chest, brother. I want to talk about that battle last night. What? The battle last night? The battle. Let's talk. Epic, epic. Yeah, I told everybody Jada was going to win, but they didn't want to believe me because he got um, bad, um, bad at the bars. So, you know? Okay. Where are you from? Um, Washington Heights. All right, brother. That's right near Yonkers. Yeah, close to Yonkers. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, this is David out of uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, what's mm-hmm. up, brother? Get it off your chest. Hey, we, we, we need to stop uh, <laughs> these, these young kids out of uh, the wonderful city of Chicago. Uh, have you guys reached out to local uh, radio stations there and, and try to, you know, you know, get something going? Because we're, we're losing it. We're, you know, I, I love this movement on Black Life Matters, but we, we need to double focus it. Bad cops. But we also had bad people killing young black kids in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. no. Chicago's been, I mean, listen, that's been an issue that they got to fix. And I think for Chicago, it's hard, man. I, w- I remember I went there to go visit the charter schools there to see the kids and everything that they're doing in the schools. I think a lot of things have to start with making sure that kids have uh, something to do and they have hope and that people actually care. Uh, I, like I said, uh, I'm from a little small town, Marissa from Alabama, but we really focus on the boys and girls club, you know, right. uh, you know, starting there. Uh, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, gentleman spoke yesterday about, you know, uh, uh, I don't like Trump. Well, I don't want to talk about it, but I, I'm not a racist, and you know, Trump is doing racist things. You know, we we keep can't continue to want to turn the page on the racist thing, and it's racist regardless. It's you know, white power, uh, the Nazi symbol, it, it, it's racist. We need to erase that and get rid of it. Absolutely. 
All right, yeah, you, you guys are, I'm telling you, you guys are powerful. Uh, I'm an old man, and I really thought I would be calling the radio stations, but, you know, uh, I, I got tired of, of just listening to right. young kids not want to step up, you know, and I yeah. got six kids, four, four girls and two boys, and I, I want them to have a future. I don't want them no, to say, well, my dad didn't leave me anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get it, and I understand. And it's, it's so many different things. You know, do you, do you try to take more guns off the streets? Do you have more community stuff out there for kids to do? Just get out of the streets. You know, it, it, it's a difficult thing. I, I, I honestly don't know the answer, but I mean, we just got to keep trying. But you know, I think the yeah. best thing to do is continue to have more community things and hopefully get kids out the streets and doing more things. Have them do things in tech. Have them build studios. Let let you know. Let the kids rap. You know, have uh, basketball programs, bo- baseball programs, investment programs. Have more people in the community come out there and show them how they're making money and try to change their life around. That's that's all I could think it's of when it comes mo- to our community. It's a multi-layered approach, even with the parents, making sure that the parents are comfortable and they can spend time with their kids even because a lot true. of times parents aren't around because they're working multiple jobs just trying Correct. to make it. And then flood the community with some money so so they have opportunities, so they have chances, so they can they don't have to worry about where their next meal is going to come or, or how they're going to pay their rent or whatever it may be. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this what's up envy how you doing it's john what's up john get it off your chest brother i want to uh send a happy belated shout out to Charlemagne for his birthday mm-hmm. how are you this morning i'm good how are you i'm good all right just spreading some positivity this morning but i just wanted to say this to you guys real quick i've, I've been trying to get in touch with y'all for a couple of days now to get an address, I got a clothing line. I want to send you guys some apparel, so I need y'all sizes and an address. Okay. Okay. Well, hold on. One, hold on one second. We'll, we'll get you that address, brother. Can I shout out the clothing line real quick? Of course. Good. Please do. Please do. Well, the website is Cost Things. It stands. It's short for Connoisseurs of the Finer Things. It's spelled C O F T H I N G S dot com. Okay, cough things. All right, brother. Yep, kind of, kind of sort of the finer things. But I hold on. I appreciate you guys. Have a great day. You too, now. All right, you too. Get it off your chest. Hello, who's this? This is Larry. Larry, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Man, first of all, um, good morning, DJ Envy and Yee. Um, I appreciate you all's in, uh, energy this morning. Um, what I want to get off my chest is this whole Donald Trump dropping out of the race thing. I really think it's a strategy to keep mm. people from going out and voting. And, um, right. I think like a little fake, a little fake out. Exactly, exactly. And I think we as a um, people, especially black people, need to not fall for that and um, continue what we've been doing over the past couple of months and really just pushing our people to get out there and do our job and go out there and vote because this man needs to get out of office expeditiously. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I think. I think people do need to get out there and vote. And, yes, I think he needs to get out of office expeditiously as well. You know, I'll be like, everybody, make sure you're registered to vote. Go online right now. Check on it. Make sure if you can do early voting, do that. Whatever it is that you have to do, make sure you are A-OK. Got everything lined up. Your ducks in a row. All right, brother. Thank you. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Beats from New Orleans, man. Hey, what's up, brother? my birthday. Happy birthday, brother. Hey, the one thing I want to do for my birthday, that's the only thing I want to do, DJ MV. Yes, I want to shout out. I'm a, I'm a producer mm-hmm. and I'm an artist. 
Mm-hmm. So I want people to go on my page. I got a song called Knees Like Megan. I don't know. Maybe she might hear it. I just want okay. to out. My name is... Let me S-L-I-C. hear it. It's at S-L-I-C-E-A-T-Z. So go on there. Let's hear a little bit. Let's hear a little bit. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm more of a producer. Like, I make beats. The song hard. Okay. It's like, it's like some New Orleans bounce stuff. So y'all got to really He's hear it. like Megan. the bass and everything. So yeah, I want y'all to really go check it out. You know what I'm saying? You know, shout out to my wife. We have a baby. Okay. You know? So, you know, yeah, this year my year. But well, I really congratulations, brother. Check it out. And have a happy birthday. Just go check it out. You're the, right, you're the only person I heard say that this year in 2020. This year's my year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. Hey, man, look, look, you got to do what you got to do. The pandemic been good for me because, you know, everybody at oh home. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I got an artist review show, too, on uh, Facebook. It's, it's Slice Beast 2, S-L-I-C-B-A-T-Z. You know, we review people, music and stuff. So, yeah, y'all just go check me out. All right, okay. brother. Happy birthday, too. Special. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. But we got rumors on the way? Yes, and I figured, Envy, you would love this topic. John Legend is calling on realtors across the country to make sure that they do their part to help fix structural racism. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to VMAs. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, the Video Music Awards are going to be happing. MTV VMAs, the 2020 ones, okay, not 2021, because mm-hmm. everybody's pushing stuff until next year. So Governor Cuomo made the announcement yesterday during his press briefing. Here's what he said. The Video Music Awards are going to be held uh, Sunday, August 30th at Barclays Center. There are air filtration devices, air filters, that can actually help with the COVID virus. That's going to be the first event at the Barclays since the pandemic hit. I mean, I think it's, I think it's great, uh, and I'll tell you the reason why. When I first, when they first announced the BET Awards, I was kind of shaky. I was like, it's not going to be good. I was like, I think it's going to be trash. It's virtual. But the show came out dope. So I think the fact that the VMAs are going to be back, something to watch on television, and they're not going to allow the venue to be packed, uh, maybe just, you know, little bits of audience, I think it'd be dope. I think it'd be dope. I think MTV is going to put together something great. Yeah, people need things to watch right now, too. I think so, so too. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of things to watch, Sasha Baron Cohen, a.k.a. Borat, he actually crashed a March for Our Rights 3 rally that was bringing together far-right groups. They were demonstrating against safety regulations that had been instituted during coronavirus. And he crashed that event and actually ended up performing and getting people to sing along. Listen to this. Obama, what we gotta do? Inject him with the Wuhan flu. Inject him with the Wuhan flu. Wait a minute. What did those words say? So, yes, you can hear with the lyrics, uh, they're referencing the Wuhan flu, injecting Obama with the Wuhan flu. What's, what's, what's funny about that? Like, 
He's a com- he's a comedian, but what's funny about that? I don't I don't find anything funny with that. I didn't laugh. I didn't chuckle. I didn't ha ha. Well, no. What he was doing was he crashed this rally just to show how racist these people were. So he was he went on stage, pretended to be an artist and a performer, just to show how they'll start singing along with these very racist lyrics. Yeah, no, nah, I don't like. You never that. watched. You never watched Barrett. I seen some of the some of the stuff when when he was uh, doing the uh, the pedophile stuff and all that, but. Um, I just think he just gave him a theme song, honestly. I, I, I didn't, no, I didn't it was it a funny. stunt because it made them look crazy. Like, it showed how racist they are, and they ended up looking stupid because they didn't even know the whole thing was a joke. Mm. So that's really what the point of it was. It wasn't that they, he was trying to give them a theme song. He no. was just showing how racist these people are and how they'll sing along and go along with any of that, okay. and that he managed to get into that group and uh, make these people actually reveal their true selves. Mm. All right, John Legend is calling on realtors across the country to do their part, and that's to help fix structural racism. He said, real problem, realtors don't show black people all the properties they qualify for. Fake problem, calling the master bedroom the master bedroom. Fix the real problem, realtors. Because you see right now they're saying you can't say master bedroom anymore. Yeah, I thought about that the other day, and I I really didn't put too much effort into thinking about it before, but... If that's the case, master's bedroom, master bedroom, yeah, I don't like like saying master bedroom anymore either. Also, um, yeah, he's absolutely right. But that's why we have to get more black realtors and more black real estate agents to go out there and show properties for our community so that we can see just as many properties as anybody else, you know? Honestly. Right, and John Legend went on to say it doesn't mean 100% of you do it. It means it's widespread and well-documented enough to be an actual issue. As my grandfather slash pastor used to say, I'm not talking about you unless it's you. You know, you know, it's funny. The, the house that I just bought recently, I tried to go see this house about a year ago. And the agent at the time, who was an ass, wouldn't let me in the house. He said my financials, because wow. he wanted me to send my financials, right? Which is, which is usual. You have to show your financials that you can afford a house. Then when I did it, he wanted to see how much I had in the bank. And I wouldn't give him that. I wouldn't allow him to see how much I have in the bank. It's none of his business. My financials, my bank said I'm approved. And he wanted to see my financials. He wanted to see uh, uh, my my contract, my tax return, which is unheard of to go see a property, which is really, really crazy. And he didn't and let me see the property. And that's just to see it. That was just to see the property. So as soon as he lost that listing, I came and I bought it on his bum ass. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you never know. So sometimes, yeah, they do give you a hard time to get in these properties. But he Googled my name. He seen who I was. And he wanted to see all this extra ish. And I wound up buying the, the property on his ass anyway. And he could have got a percentage of that. And that property wasn't a, a, a cheap property. He could, it would have been a big number for him. So he can go F off. You should send him an email and let him know. <laughs> I did already. Oh, I knew it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, front page news, what are we talking about? Yes, and we are going to be talking about coronavirus, and we'll give you some updates of what's happening around the world. At least 14 different states have paused their reopening plans right now. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hi, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne is out. uh, But, you know, Donkey of the Day is coming up in a little bit. So if you want to give somebody Donkey of the Day, phone lines are wide open, 800-585-1051. Like I said, Charlemagne is out. So whoever you want to give Donkey to, you can, your mama, your daddy, your president, it doesn't matter. You can get on the phone lines right now. But let's get into some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Yee! Guys, I'm looking at Yee in the camera, and Yee has her headphones on mute, so she can't hear me. I can see her. Yee! 
Let me text her. This is how you know it's live radio. Yee. This is how you know it's live radio. Let me text her now. We are on. Yee. No, her, her, her thing went out. That's the reason why. We'll wait for her to reconnect. Now, congratulations to J.R. Smith. It looks like J.R. Smith will be signed to the Los Angeles Lakers. Looks like that deal will be done by the end of the week. Sorry, I dropped off. I didn't know. I was sitting here waiting. And you was playing with your phone. I'm like, yeah, I'm starting to yell at you, scream at you. I was like, let me text her right now. I was sitting here like, why are we back up yet? All right. Well, let's get into some front page news. I thought that's what you did. All I did was J.R. Smith. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Amazon is going to be spending $500 million in one-time employee bonuses. That's as pressure has been continuing to mount on them to do more to protect and pay their workers during the coronavirus pandemic. I know $500 million sounds like a lot, but the bonuses will pay between $150 for part-time employees at its warehouses and whole food stores and up to $3,000 for owners of their contracted delivery service operations. And for full-time Whole Foods employees, they'll expect a $500 bump, while frontline Amazon market leaders should see $1,000. So that's the plan uh, right now. All right. Now, you went, did you go to the mall yesterday? I see malls are starting to open back up on the East Coast. Did you go or no? No. Okay. All right. What else no. we got? I would, I would like to. The idea of it sounds great, but I also haven't been spending money, so I've got plans. Okay. All right. Now, Iran has issued an arrest warrant for Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't think that he's in any danger of getting arrested for real, but it's the charges between the tensions between Iran and the United States since Donald Trump uh, withdrew America from Tehran's nuclear deal with world powers. Mm-hmm. So now they're saying that Trump and more than 30 others whom they accuse of involvement in the January 3rd strike that killed General uh, Soleimani in Baghdad face murder and terrorism charges. So now they have an arrest warrant for him. What does that mean? What, what does that mean? Are they going to come arrest him? Or are they going to, when he st- steps on their their, uh, their soil, they will have uh, I don't officers think be arrest going him? There. Okay. All right. In addition to that, Twitch has suspended Donald Trump's account. They said he has broke their hateful conduct policies on his channel. So the company says that the Tulsa rally and recent re-airing of one of his 2016 campaign stops violated their hateful conduct and harassment policies. Mm -hmm. And also the negative comments that Donald Trump made about Mexican migrants in those uh, in that speech. So, as you know, he said that um, you you know what he said about Mexicans. Absolutely. So wait a minute. So Twitch banned them, right, for hate speech. Mm -hmm. But mm-hmm. Twitter still allows him to go. Instagram yep. still allows him to go. And Facebook still allows him to go. Doesn't that seem strange and weird? Do you follow him anywhere? No, I don't. Me neither. No, I don't. All right. Don't and, and let's talk about all these shutdowns that are happening in the United States right now. Uh, Florida, certain counties will be closing their beaches during the 4th of July weekend. And so if you're planning to go to Florida or you're planning to go out, just know the beaches might be closed. Uh, in addition, New Jersey is pausing the restart of their indoor dining. So they said it's not forever. They were scheduled to start on Thursday before the 4th of July, but they're saying they're pausing that and indoor dining is not going to happen right now. In Georgia, the governor has extended a state of emergency and other safety measures as well. In Nevada, the governor has paused the state's reopening. San Diego also has closed all bars, wineries, and breweries. That's because of coronavirus spread in L.A. The beaches will be closed for the holiday weekend. Arizona, they closed bars, gyms, and other businesses after a brutal increase in coronavirus numbers. 
Yeah, that's the sad part about it is because a lot of businesses really rely on 4th of July and really rely on these businesses, especially the beaches. Like you look at Miami that's been closed for a long time. If they shut down the beaches, I mean, if people are going to go to Miami just to stay in the hotel and go to restaurants, no, they want to go to the beach. So that's going to affect everything that's going on in this country and this world. So it's going to be it's going to be tough the next couple of months. Right. Some of those things are mandatory, though. So now you got to just figure out other things to do. Right. For safety purposes. Okay. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, Irv Gotti will be joining us. We'll kick it with Irv Gotti. He has a new situation he's going to tell us about. And he got a couple of movies in the works. So when we come back, Irv Gotti, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. He just turned 50 years old. Irv Gotti. Yes, Irv Old Man Gotti is on, is on the phone. But I feel renewed and refreshed and ready for this second run. Yes, second I saw you run, doing so... a TikTok challenge for your 50th. You know what's messed up about that, though? I can, let's just talk about that because <laughs> I got over 100,000 views, like 2,000 comments. It totally went bananas, right? Mm-hmm. So my nieces and my new assistant Jackson's like, come on, you got to do it, you got to do it. So they didn't know I was going to throw up the middle finger. They thought I was going to do that shoulder or whatever to shake. So when I did it, they was like, ah, this is going to go viral. But I was like, once it happened and, and, and got all of I was like, I will post some really meaningful things, <laughs> right? That is no one can. meaningful. <laughs> and like, it, I feel important. And it will get nowhere near the yeah. amount of what I just did for TikTok. So right. I guess you know it's it's a young it's a young generational world. Like my old heads, though they felt me. They was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That was it right there. That's what I would do. <laughs> well, now you got to do what you actually do to dance. No, 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 no. Hey, Irv's no, not doing no dance. Grand opening, grand closing. That was, <laughs> that was it. That's it. I'm not a TikTok guy. I got it. I got TikTok, not TikTok. It's, it's TikTok. It's TikTok, Irv. Not TikTok. TikTok. Oh, I said TikTok. My bad. TikTok. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now you're back in the music. You're jumping back in full steam. I jumped back in, not just both feet, whole body, because of this artist that God blessed me with. Just so y'all know, like I wanted back in the music business maybe like ten years ago, but y'all know me. I don't want to do like a regular artist or someone who I don't think could take over the world. I met the guy, my, my nephew, who's 22 years old. He called me and said, Uncle, I know you're looking, yo. And, and I wanted a young guy because it's a young world. I didn't want an old, older rapper. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think a new, older rapper could take over the world. Irv, who do you like from, like, right now, before we get into who your artist is? Because you're saying, like, the older generation doesn't really, it's like a divide. So for you, like, what artists, because I was watching the BET Awards yesterday and seeing, like, who was nominated, who was winning awards. Who do you right. like from the younger generation? I, I love, I love Rowdy Rich. I think Travis Scott is a beast. And I like them all. I'm a different old head because I'm so into music and I kind of understand artists and understand the new generation. Here's the one thing I don't like about the, the new generation is they are flagrant with disrespect of the old generation. <laughs> now, where's yeah, your artist from? Where, 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 where is he from? He's from Gary, Indiana. Now, let oh, me like Freddie Gibbs. Gary. 
Mm -hmm. get Freddie Gibbs, yeah, Freddie Gibbs. So like, let me tell you about Gary Indiana. Everyone who talks to me about Gary Indiana is like, yo, it's the hood. Right, you know, and that's where Michael Jackson's from, too. Yeah, now, of course, that's the flip side. The Jackson family mm -hmm. was raised in Gary, Indiana. They're, they said their house was like a fixture of Gary, Indiana. Now, I was going to ask, you know, with this new artist, so are you full-blown record label Irv Gotti? Is is this bringing Murder, Inc. back, or is it just the artist you're dibbling yeah. and dabbling with? Like, what's the plans for, for, for Gotti? I am, I, I am Murder, Inc. till I die, so... I, I'm not going to come back and change the thing. Like, I got a big company, Visionary Ideas, is the flag that I mm -hmm. go under for TV and film. It's not going to be Visionary Idea Records. It's going to be Murder Inc. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a different person now. Like, I'm also heavy TV and film. I have five TV series. I have Tales is coming back for season three once this COVID stuff ends and they allow me to shoot, ready to shoot. I got this other series that's a spinoff from season one called Trap Queens that's dope. It's, it's amazing. That's coming out on BT. Got this other joint called The Operator. I don't know if y'all caught the HBO Doctor scheme with my man Christian Dawkins. It was about the college pay for play. I got the series to that documentary on BT Plus. Uh, then I got the Click. Click is dope. It's like Entourage, but based on hip hop and rappers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the rapper and the new young rapper's entourage, and I call that the click. Uh, that's on USA Network. And then I got a, a joint with Shaquille and Shawnee O'Neal called I Want to See You Less on TBS. I got five TV series, and then I got two movies. And I'm, I'm happy to announce here. I told him at the jail, I'm announcing on, on the Breakfast Club, that I got a signed deal with Warner Brothers. You know, you know me. I got a big mouth, right? So, <laughs> yeah, you I can't spill the beans. Like, they'd be like, "Yo, don't don't say it." So it's signed. You're talking too soon. But I'm like, it's done. I did a production, uh, a partnership deal with Joint Effort. Joint Effort, if you don't know, is my man of 15 years, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips' last film was The Joker, and Todd Phillips' partner in Joint Effort. Here goes another big name, ladies and gentlemen. Bradley Cooper is a part of the Supreme Team. Now, Irv, for the kids who might not know the history, talk about the Supreme Team so they know what this movie is. The Supreme Team, everybody, is close and dear to my heart because Kenneth Supreme McGriff is one of my best friends. For those who don't know, Kenneth Supreme McGriff is arguably one of the biggest drug dealers that was in the 80s from Jamaica, Queens, the home of me and MG, right? Mm -hmm. So he's just an enormous figure. And, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about me and playing people. Oh, he extorted you and you was doing this. That was my man. We built a friendship just how you would build a friendship with anybody. I think it's the most unique gangster film because of the involvement of Prem in the music business and him trying to make a film. So, you know, it's going to have all the allure of the 80s and drug dealing. But then when it gets to the 90s, something happened in America. Hip-hop became so big, and people like Eazy-E that come right. from drug money, and now these guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars. So it showcases that as well, the evolution of how hip-hop affected the drug dealing culture. What about how authentic can the Supreme Team movie be? Especially because 
some of the things that you put in there, you know, some of these people are still alive and they could possibly catch yeah. cases for a lot of the stuff that's going on. How do you get around that? Combination. My first rule of thumb mm-hmm. is to entertain. Everything else is a distant second. So when I when people go to see this movie, I want them to enjoy it, right? So it's going to be some that's real and some mm-hmm. is going to be fictionalization. There'll gotcha. be some real names. There'll be some fictionalization names or whatever mm-hmm. like that. But the whole embodiment of the story will be very close to the vet, very accurate. Andy, you seem nervous. Not? No, not me. I, I'm from Queens, so I know a lot of the stories. Though. I'm just curious, you know, <laughs> to what, what they're going to show, what they're not going to show. I mean, from a frame standpoint, you're on double life. Frame standpoint is, you know, what they're what they going to do to me. All right, we got more with Irv Gotti. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Irv Gotti. Now, what about the Murder, Inc. movie? They said they were were supposed to do a Murder, Inc. TV show. It's going to be a TV series. Hold on. Murder, Inc. is going to be a TV series that's written by Chris Brentado. Hopefully. Chris. (laughs) Hopefully. You got to do it. (laughs) That paperwork's no, not done yet. So but wait a minute. Wait a minute. I shouldn't say this. Say it. But I guess, say I guess it. he wouldn't say it. You know, me me and Mr. Marion Knight, he's he, he been calling me a lot, and he wants to do a Death Row TV series. And the energy that he's giving me, I love it, because he's like, you know, Gotti, people talk about me, and they, they do stories on me, but they wasn't there. You know, you see straight out of Compton, he says, you see the scene with me and Easy e but only me and Easy e know what happened. Mm-hmm. Everything else that you see is people here say. And he's, and he's like, you know, it's like 50 to 70% accurate. But more than money, he's like, Irv, I want, I want to just put a period on the story and do the whole story the right way. So mm-hmm. he wants to do a TV series like Murder Rank and tell the full story from Harry O to where he's at now. Gotcha. He told me what really happened when Pop died. And he's like, everyone got it close, but they don't know everything. Damn. And it'll be executive produced by Shug, and he will be delivering the stories. So, no, I don't have a deal on that, so I should shut up, and a lot of people are going to be like, dang, but, you know, I trust and believe in Shug because me and Shug, me and Shug have a very uh, great relationship. Did you and Shug always have a good relationship? From From the beginning. And people say, oh, yeah, what is it? you want to be like Shug? I don't want to be like I love me. I don't want to be like no one but me. But again, I, I mean, Shug is when we did the Tupac sample, and I had to clear it, right? Now, I'm going in like, whatever you want, I'm going to have to pay it or whatever. And, you know, you hear all the stories, oh, Shug, be trying to thug this. So I never met him. So I was there. Cream was still home. It was me, Cream, Boo and like 20 dudes from Queens and Brooklyn, right? Just in case. Yeah, it was real, real, but that was my crew. I didn't do nothing special because Shook was there. These are the guys I bang with. Mm -hmm. When Shook comes in the studio, he's smoking a cigar. Nobody's smiling. Like, everyone is like, they guards up. Like, and the other thing with Prem is he always got love. So he came in and he knew Prem. He looked at Preem, he said, yeah, he's like, yeah, what's up? And everything, and him and Preem had their moment. It was all love. And he's looking around, right? He's so good. He said, oh, you ain't on no Hollywood shit. 
Because <laughs> right? it, it was not like the security with the airpiece, right. you know, the big white man that's walking around. It was none of that. And I was like, yeah, these are all, and I introduced them to everybody. So these, this is my crew. This is my family. And these are my brothers. And he was like, oh, this is dope. And then after that, we talked a little bit more, and he felt the vibe. And I don't know why, Angela, and I don't know why, but he was like, yo, you can go ahead and get that sample. So the pain sample, where we basically took the record, he gave it to us for free. Are you done with growing up hip-hop? Is that done? You and your family done with that? No, they want another another season. I mean, but it's just pandemic, so it shut down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and so I, you're I, in. I'm in. I did it for my kids, but really, JJ, because the, the money isn't crazy, but I do have a good time with my kids. JJ, in particular, he he wanted that. But we see Master P and Romeo saying how it, it try to kind of try to pit them against each other and things like that. So you didn't have that experience. The last episode, when you see the last episode of thing, and that's the episode that I blew up, and it was a whole big thing, and that was with the cameras pushing the cameras. Right. And I wanted to beat somebody up. So I understand Dame and Master P thing, but for me, again, I judge and do things after I had that talk with them. Like, yo, what are y'all doing, yo? Like, y'all want me and my family to beat people up for ratings? Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not who I am. There's certain guys that is around me that I, I can't argue with people with. Like, they'll shoot them. No, no exaggeration. I'm not trying to be tough or gangster or whatever. I'm just telling you real talk. If I'm around me and my team and I get into an argument, whoever I'm arguing with, at minimum, is going to go to the hospital. Is going to get beat up. And this has happened numerous times. I remember one time, and I ain't gonna mention no names, but it was a rapper. They seen me, and they man called me son. Like, what up, son? I was with Kevin Hart, everything, and my man was gonna shoot him. And I had to talk him off the ledge because he was like, "Yo, Gotti ain't your son." He was like, "Yo, that's just how I talk." It's a New York talk. You know it's New York talk. <laughs> yeah, but they, he didn't like the fact that he was talking to me. So we in the club, and this, he got a gun to his head, and it was so funny because I'm like, "Yo, yo, you can't stop, man." I said, we in the club. I said, a cab is with me right here. You're going you, you to get, he, he ain't messing with me after this. You know what I'm saying? I said, stop. So, you know, my man says, this is like a scene in the movie. He says, you're right, you're right. And he's trying to tell the dude, walk over there in the corner so he can shoot him. <laughs> oh, my God. Goodness gracious, Eric. You're right, you're right. Yo, walk over here. And he got the gun. I said, stop, y'all. And then he stopped. Now, Irv, you got you did get some backlash, and we need to clarify something. Uh -oh. What's love? What's love? The song What's Love? You were gonna give that song to um, J Lo. We saw Fat Joe talking no. to Ashanti. It's supposed to be Fat Joe and J Lo, but you you, I mean, you wanted to leave J Lo on and take Ashanti. Yeah, off. you wanted. Mm -hmm. That might have been the fifty-two fake out to shore the win for Ashanti. <laughs> Let me explain. Go ahead. So, of course, you make the record and say, "Hey, what do you think about J Lo?" But Ashanti did the record. Right, mm -hmm. and Ashanti at that point was so, she wanted the I'm Real record so bad, you know. Mm -hmm. And she referenced it, and she did it like she performed it like it wasn't a quick reference. She performed it like it was her song. But you got to understand, Ashanti at that point was just coming to the studio, putting in the work, getting me to believe in her, come be a studio rat. It was like that. So. I don't know. I might have said that to Joe, like, yo, you want to jail? Because that would have been dope or whatever like that. But I, I didn't want, I wanted Ashanti on that, on that record. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. After she did it, 
that I didn't want that to be a reference for J Lo. So maybe okay. I said it to Joe in passing or whatever, but my true sentiment was Ashanti. That, that was Fat Joe and Ashanti. If you remember, she did the big pub record. That that's the first record that we let her do. I produced the record and put her on it. So she was going to be on this Fat Joe record, and I knew we had Always on Time. That was what blew Ashanti up. It was a combination of Always on Time, which was the number one record. What's Love was the number one record, and then Foolish, her own number one record. That was the whole way. Now, from a business standpoint, I love J-Lo, but Ashanti on the record makes more sense for Irv Gotti and Irv Gotti to make more money. Right, you're gotcha. artist. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Irv Gotti. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Irv Gotti. And what's the relationship with everybody in, in the eight now? Is there, have you spoke to him? I know why you didn't speak to some of the members. Uh, did you speak to any, everybody? So when, when y'all do this documentary, you could get, uh, I know you speak to Ja. I know you speak to, you spoke to Lloyd. Now what about Ashanti and everybody else? I wish Ashanti all of the love and the best of thing in the universe and the world, but the direction that I'm going in now with my young boy, really the only people rule is to the casket drops. But that's me and Black Child too. So it was me, Rule, Black Child, JT, and my girl, my girl Jordan. We got a a, a white female rapper who's hot, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's Murray to me. And moving forward, you know, I still bang with Boogie Bird. I still bang with uh, Fitted Circle. They got their deals with Three Hundred. But my whole total focus and energy right now is SNF JT. Gotcha. A young boy from Gary. And I'm I'm doing that because I know if I could get him to reach the heights of this hip hop culture in this world, I know for a fact that he could spearhead the whole resurgence of murder right. And he's gotcha. that talented. Yo, this guy writes hit records in fifteen, twenty minutes. Well you and gonna play something, MB? Yeah, yeah, we going we gonna play a joint. I, before we play this joint, I got one last question. When you he feel plays like- the joint and everyone, when he plays the joint, he's going to play Ride or Die. Ride or Die was one of the records that he made when he first got to the studio after I was introduced to him by my new assistant, Jackson, and my nephew, Juwan, and he did five records in, like, a couple hours. Wow. And Ride or Die was one of those records. Before we play Ride or Die, question. Uh-huh. You think the industry now is too hard on anything Ja Rule does? And the reason I say that is, you know, Ja Rule shot that commercial, I guess, for a TV show. And people were like, oh, my gosh, Ja Rule's doing a Ja Rule commercial. Then <laughs> he was performing out in the show. Oh, my gosh, he performed for five people. Do you think, like, enough, enough, like, leave Ja alone? Like, they tough on Ja. I think because of the, the beef with, with that guy, I think it's just something that until we have overwhelming success, and in me too, I get a little bit, not as much as Ja, mm-hmm. that they question me and they think I'm whack. Oh, you're whack. And he, he kills and destroys your career. And I just be like, okay, okay. Right? So I think because of the situation, it's a unique situation. And that's what keeps the negativity and the bull going. But I noticed something. I noticed something this time. And I noticed a change in the comments when they was trying to go in on him for the commercial and people was like, yo, what are you talking about? He's making money. He did a commercial. And it's, he didn't even do a commercial. It was part 
of the TV series that he has on TBS. But I think out of context, yeah. people didn't know what it was. It just looked like it was a commercial. It wasn't commercial. no context. Because yeah, when I first it. seen it, I was like, "This look crazy." Because it, it looked cra- it didn't yeah, even look sh- it didn't even look shot right. Exactly. He didn't even pronounce the names right. <laughs> he was hey, like- hey, but you know what's crazy? He's gonna win the TV. The, the it's a bunch of celebrities because mm-hmm. that thing went so viral. Yeah, it did. So, yeah. so that's why I rule. If you see the first post that he posted. He was thanking the dude, yo. Like, yo, good looking. You know? Thanks for the marketing, right. He blew right. it up. Mm-hmm. He blew it up, and it worked out great for, for Rule because that's what the commercial needed exposure. It got monster exposure for no money. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, it worked for him, and it, it, it worked out well, you know? Even what? the other thing is when he was doing the, the thing, really, that was for his man. You know what I'm saying? But gotcha. he, he parlayed it. Because Ja has a couple icon, and mm-hmm. icon books people for any type of shows. So let's introduce this record. That's why, that's why even going back to, to my man JT, it's mm-hmm. crazy because I, I say it's God's plan because God propped up, but then God also with this pandemic gave me the time to make. You know, I, I got two albums on. That's why we in the studio and he makes records so fast, and I. I had an accumulation of music that I wasn't giving to people. I'm going to tell you all now here on The Breakfast Club that once he breaks and, like, he's popping in radio and everything, mm-hmm. you're going to hear a hit record from JT for the next seven to ten years. I got enough music right now for three years of hits. Well, let's introduce right, well, let's let's play let the world it and let's, and let's let everybody hear it and everybody go and leave them comments. You introduce okay? it your way. Because Herb Gotti is confident, so leave them comments. The song is Drive or Die. It's a monster. It's a feeling street record. It's the first song from JT on Murder Ring. And it won't be the last, ladies and gentlemen. It won't be the last. Well, let's get the record on. Irv, we appreciate you for checking in, brother. I'm a complete black-owned business. Support black-owned business. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My gosh. All right, Irv Gotti, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Gotti, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the versus battle. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. Yes, last night was Fabulous versus Jada Kiss. Mm -hmm. And, of course, what we were looking for, because the two of them are cool with each other, is some great stories to be told. So Fab told the story about the So Into You song featuring Tamia. Here's what he had to say. Tamia is who the original song came from. Mm -hmm. Tamia was getting um, surgery on her throat at the time when we did the video and all that. No, no, when we did the song. Oh, okay. So we got Ashanti to do the song because she was getting... And then while when we did the video... She was back. She was back. <laughs> she got back together, and See, Ashanti was running all around because thing, Ashanti yeah. was scorching, so we couldn't get a... Um, schedule-wise, we couldn't get the video. So we came back with Tamia, and she relayed the vocals after her throat surgery. And- now, the funny thing about that is, I don't know if you, if you guys seen it, if you've seen the full battle, but during when he started to perform the song... J.D. Kiss stops him and says, when I get married, I'm going to get Fab to perform. I don't know Tamia, but I could get Ashanti. And, like, it was, it, was, it was very entertaining last night. I had a great time at the battle. J.D. Kiss looked like he was really having fun. He was oh, having JD, some drinks. He had the time of his life. He, he had a great time. And, and it, was, it was really safe. Before you could walk into that studio, you had to get your temperature. 
uh, checked. You had to uh, answer a bunch of questions. Everybody was socially distanced as much as possible. Uh, there was not too many people in the same rooms with each other, but it was a great time. I had a great, great, great time. Yes. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I just like I thought, Fab really has the songs for the ladies. Yes, Fab has a lot like, of uh, songs for, for radio records and ladies, and, and Jadakiss has and a lot of street Jadikus anthems. Yes, he has those street anthems. So sometimes it's hard to compare those two, but it well, you was know a great Kiss, battle. You know what Kiss told me after? Kiss was like, you know, because he didn't play Why. And I said, why didn't you play Why? He was like, well, you know what I tried to do was my game plan was try to make Fabulous stay in the streets. He was like, because Fab has nothing but radio records, so I can't beat him with that. But I just pulled him into the streets. And once he stays in the street lane, I could just keep hitting him with street hits. And, and that was, you know, J.D. Kiss had a plan. He, he had, you know, he had strategy. All right, now let's talk about Moneybag Yo. He was trending. He put out a single, said some, and, you know, Javante Davis, some people were calling him out because they felt like Moneybag Yo was addressing him. So here is what the song sounds like. Uh, I thought a bro just gonna say something. Uh, Talk a bitch, but they still ain't saying nothing. Say we gonna trap this bitch out till the feds come. Run it up, run it up. Huh? What'd she say? Uh, I thought a pussy hoe said something. Uh, I go when I'm talking, you listen. Jealous. Cut her off because she spoke on the business. Go. I thought a nigga who watch what I do, but he can't get his bitch back saying something. Uh, Is it true that he posting another nigga in the money? Probably. I'm put that past him. Maybe so. I thought a hoe that be speaking on me, but be fucking up in a broke so say something. Listen. Moneybag Yo been making some dope records recently. He, he's been on one. He's been he's been put he's been putting out some nice some good records. Yeah, I, I saw when he was trending, people were like, Moneybag Yo always been in his bag. He always mm -hmm. been dope. Mm -hmm. And so somebody added Javante and said, I think he's talking about you, but I don't know for sure. Get in. And Javante said, Can't be. So that was his response. Okay. All right, Master P, his No Limit Chronicles docuseries is coming to BET. They did confirm that. It's a five-part No Limit Chronicles docuseries. It will detail how Master P took his record label from humble beginnings, from the trunk, to one of the most lucrative dynasties in hip-hop history. Master P said, BET is the perfect outlet for the NL Chronicles, No Limit Chronicles. I want to continue to inspire and educate my fans and introduce my journey to a new generation. Yeah, I think that's dope. I know they're doing the No Limit Chronicles. They're doing uh, the Uptown uh, record story. So I love what BET is mm -hmm. doing, man. And, and they they are definitely diamond into our culture and show and showing and sharing our culture. I love it. And Eric Gotti lets you know he got some stuff coming too now for BET. Yep, there's the Rough Riders Chronicles. They're doing the Rough Riders thing on BET. I love it. I love what BET is doing. Oh, back to Master P. The first episode, by the way, is going to premiere on July 29th at 9 p.m. Eastern. They said new episodes will come every Wednesday on BET after that. And since we're talking about television, Colin Kaepernick and Ava DuVernay have teamed up to doing a series about his teenage years. So Ava confirmed that news on Twitter. She said, this project has been a joy to work on for the last year. I've, been long, I've long been fascinated by how folks become who they are, the steps we all take to get to ourselves. When it comes to Colin Kaepernick, that story tracks the making of a singular American icon. And then she put hashtag, I'm with Cap. And writer-actor Mike Starberry, who also previously worked on When They See Us, um, also worked on this with Ava DuVernay as well. Okay. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. Yeah, and congratulations to Mary J. Blige. I see she launched uh, a wine collection. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what that tastes like. So, Mary, uh, send us some wine. Send the Breakfast Club some wine. We'd love to uh, check that out, especially during this quarantine. Mary wants you to, Mary wants you to buy some. I can do that, too. I support. All I right. Some. Send me some. You're so now, privileged. Now, when we come back, uh, donkey of the day, Charlemagne is out. So whoever you want to give your donkey to, 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. Give your donkey to whoever you want. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh -huh.
It's your time to nominate a donkey of your own. Remember now, that's it's how they choose. Call in now, 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Who you want to give donkey to? Yo, this Esco, man. What's happening? Esco, what up, man? Who you giving donkey to today, brother? Man, I'm giving donkey today, man. This guy had the nerve to walk up on me, man, and ask me, oh, man, um, why are they taking down the Columbus uh, statues? Why do they want to take it down, you know, the statues of these guys in America? I'm like, bro. <laughs> Like, what world are you living in, man? You know what I'm saying? Do your Googles. Did you tell him why? Yeah, do your Googles. It, it, was a, it was a white guy, man, and I, and I thought he was cool, man. And so he asked me that. Like, wow. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, man. And, how do you even respond to that? Man. Yeah, I, don't even, I didn't even know. I just, I didn't even know how to, like, like wow. I was just so mind blown. Like, wow, dude. Like, that's that's what's wrong with this world, man. A lot of them don't, you know, they, 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 they know, but some of them... Don't want to admit that they know about it, you know. Man, yeah, he definitely sad, get done. Hey, he, he had to ask me that. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? What's up, man? It's Chris. Who you want to give donkey to? Yeah, I was saying I was giving donkey the other day to that inspired uh, man and couple down in St. Louis. You know, they pointed out assault rifle and the handgun to those protesters that was, that was uh, marching oh, out yeah. to the mayor's office. They definitely get donkey today. People were pro- if you don't know the story, people were protesting, and this couple in St. Louis started pointing their. Uh, rifles at the people as they were walking by protesting. They should get donkey today and locked up. Nobody was on their property. They was just walking by. That's a, that's attempted murder to me. That's what it sounds like to me. But thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, MV. It's Chris from Brooklyn. How you doing? Chris, what's up? Who you want to give donkey to today, brother? Very much. Um, you brought up a good point about uh, the realtors because I've had it happen to me where I went to see a place and they refused to show me or they're like, yo, you're too young to be buying a crib. But the funny thing is it wasn't white realtors. They were Hispanic and they were black. Really? So we talk about racism a lot in our communities, but it happened from a lot of people of color. You know, mm. sometimes maybe they've been a realtor for 15 years and they still don't own a crib. So they're looking at you like, oh, how are you going to? I'm not going to show you a nice house. That's my dream house. You can stay in this area. So, right. I mean, people get upset when you talk about discrimination of black people towards other black people throughout this whole Black Lives Matter movement. Everyone gets upset and is like, oh, we need to focus on the white people. They're doing us bad. But you know what? We be doing each other bad as well. So mm. when you said that, it kind of hit a nerve because it's happened to me. Like the dude like did not want to show me a house. Like he just said, I was too young. And I said, listen, I'm going to find your office and I'm going to write them a letter. And then he started, you know, trying to play nice nice because he knew he wasn't dealing with a regular hood dude. Well, it shouldn't matter if you're a regular hood dude or not. If you got the money to buy a property, they should show the property. Same thing if you're a, a quote-unquote, like you said, regular hood dude. It doesn't matter, you know, what you wear or what you dress or how you talk. If you got money to buy something, you sh- they should be able to to show you the property. Or, or if you go into a car dealership, show you the absolute car. My, my situation, as long as you have a pre-approval, they should, be able, they should show you that property. That's it. Right. That's it. So I just want to send a shout-out to all the realtors doing the right thing. But mm-hmm. like I said, in any profession, anywhere you go, like I treat when I see someone of color come in to my business, I treat them better. Like I treat them with so much respect and I don't assume who has what or who has anything because people right. just want to be respected. So we need to do that as a community wherever you go. Just like put a smile on your face, even if you don't want to work there and respect people. We got We got to hold each other up. Yeah, right. basically you do your job, right? There Shout out go. to my realtor, Sarah Golan. I absolutely love my realtor. She's amazing to me. And she's helped me out so much to get in some great situations with some properties in Brooklyn.
Okay. Donkey of the day, 800-585-1051. When we come back, now John Legend earlier was talking about changing the real estate game. What did he say, Yee? Right. He was just talking about how realtors won't even show you places that you could actually qualify for and that we need to get rid of racism in real estate. Yeah, so 800-585-1051. Has this happened to you when you try to rent an apartment or try to purchase a home or a condo? Has this happened like uh, a crib that I just purchased? I tried to buy it about a year ago, and the real estate agent wouldn't even let me in. Uh, usually to go see a property, you're supposed to just have a pre-approval from a bank, which I had, but mm-hmm. he wanted to see more. He wanted to see how much was in my account. He wanted to see my contract. He wanted to see all these different things, which is not usually what people do. But I Right, you gave that information name. to the... You gave that information to the bank. You don't have to give it to the realtor. Right. He wouldn't let That's me in. That's how the and, bank pre-approved you. And my agent said that, you know, he's taking other people to see this home and didn't have to go through that same process. Well, a year later when he was off the house, I bought the house. Um, mm. And I didn't have to come with any of that uh-uh. stuff. I have to show him what was in my bank. I don't I don't have to show you that. But I bought the house anyway, sucker. And then I sent him a little email and, and, and basically told him, go F off. But... It's not about me. 800-585-1051. Has this happened to you? Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, pull out your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about some statements that uh, John Legend made. You have those statements, Chi? Yes, John Legend was basically talking about the real estate market and how to stop systemic racism. And part of that is making sure that people see homes that they qualify for. So he was just very adamant. They were talking about master bedroom and getting rid of that word master when it comes to the bedroom. But he said, let's really attack the real issue. Right. And we're asking 800-585-1051. Have you ever been uh, discriminated against when you went to go rent an apartment or purchase a house? Uh, i tell you a story of when I went to purchase a home uh, about a year ago, uh, they needed a pre-approval, which is normal. I gave him a pre-approval. But then I guess after Googling my name, he wanted to see how much I had in the bank and inquired about my contract. It was just over. It was just it was just too much. So I basically told him to give him the middle finger and tell him no. When his listing was up, I went back and I actually bought the home and was talking to uh, somebody else online. He says uh, when people have FHA loans or grants, sometimes a lot of realtors will give buyers a hard time, especially in in nice areas. They say a lot of times realtors look down on them, which is foul. It doesn't matter how you got the money. If you got the money, whether it's a grant or loan, you should show people a house. If they approve, why why not? You want to hear something interesting? So for two houses that I got, I had the opposite uh, issue one house that I got in Detroit, right? The mm-hmm. woman that was selling the house, she was about to sell it to a white person, and then the day that she was supposed to close the deal, I popped up, and she actually said she'd rather sell it to me because I'm black. Mm-hmm. And then for another property in Brooklyn that I'm in the process of getting, it came. It was seven people that bid on this property, and it came down to me and one other person who was a developer. And that's when my realtor was like, submit your bio, let's let them know, you know, this is, you know, you're from Brooklyn. And they were black also selling the house, and they decided to go with me. Wow. Okay. Well, let's let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Yes, good morning. This is a Bliss of 47th Street. How you doing, Envy? How you doing, Lizzie? Good morning, Hey, sir. how are you? Uh, have you been discriminated against uh yes actually uh when my wife and i this was a few years back before we got the house that we got now 
my wife and I were looking for in the market for a house, and I was in Inglewood, New Jersey, and I saw a house that was being offered by or managed by Weikert Realty. So I said, mm-hmm. let me stop in and see. Uh, there, when I went in, there was the realtor was showing one couple uh, the house, and then there was another couple just walking around. So I asked them, do you mind if I look at the, the house? Now I was by myself at the time. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, no, you can't you can't look around by yourself. I said, well, what about that couple there? No, no, just please go outside. So, you know, I said, okay. So it ended up that for whatever reason, I can't say what's in their head, but for whatever reason, uh, just being the person that I was by myself, I couldn't, wasn't allowed to see the property. Wow. So it actually worked out for the best because I ended up getting a house in another town, not close, not too far away, and it was a better house. But uh, that is that is a real situation, and you know, we really yeah, can't, they're uh, lost. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. It, ultimately, ultimately, you know, and uh, well, just want to say, you know, all the best to both of you, as well as Charlemagne, if you're listening, you know, the guys are doing a great job. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Hello, who's this? It's Victoria. Hey, Victoria, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Las Vegas. Hey, now, have you been discriminated against trying to purchase a home or rent a property? No, but I have witnessed people being discriminated against because I worked in property management. Tell us what happened. What you seen? Well, I've seen multiple cases of this. I think anybody of color or anybody even with kids should definitely make sure that they're double-checking why they got denied because if you have kids, a lot of owners, in my experience, have denied people that, that had kids just based on having the, the kids. And we had to explain to them, you can't deny them based on that. And I've had people actually deny people based on the color of their skin, whether it's black, wow. Hispanic, white, whatever. Um, I witnessed it. And I urge anybody that is renting a property that is more than qualified for it to definitely double check into why they got denied because that's $100,000 in fines. If wow. an owner- Let me ask you this. <laughs> You said some, they got discriminated against because they were white. Some people, you've seen that happen too? Yeah, 100%. Wow. Yes, I've had, I had just, just one instance, and it wasn't every instance, but I've had more obviously people of color, but I had one experience of one. It was because they were white, um, but mostly it is people of color. I've even actually had people, that, I've had Asians that have discriminated against Asians because they know how they are. And they said, well, wow. they, they do this with their food, and I don't want them here. And I'm like, well, you can't do that. So you have to – I'm like, so no. I'm, and I've actually turned owners away from being their property manager because wow. they are actually discriminatory. You know, even yeah. in Virginia, when I went to school in Virginia, there were some complexes that would not rent to students. And I don't know if that's against any rules or regulations, but of course Hampton University was there, and they said they not they weren't renting to any Hampton University students. Well, now I could see why people might be concerned about students having wild parties and not caring about the property, because in my college, yeah, but you know it's they they wouldn't rent to Hampton University students. Well, just just students they said. But I mean, I was still able to get my parents had to come down there and and pose for me, and that's how I was able to get the crib. But anyway, eight hundred. 585-1051. Have you been discriminated against trying to rent a property or purchase a property? Let's talk. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I know it, Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning.
morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about a statement that John Legend said about the real estate game. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how uh, there's systemic racism. And he said the real problem is that realtors don't show black people all the properties they qualify for. The right. fake problem is calling the master bedroom the master bedroom. Fix the real problem. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Angela. Angela. Oh, your name is Angela. Hey, Angela, I thought you were calling ye. <laughs> Have you been discriminated oh, against? No, my name. Yes, Angela from Rockford. Okay, good morning, Mama. Have you been uh, discriminated against? Yes, actually, me and my husband were trying to um, buy a rent an apartment, and it was like, you know, $1,200 or so. And the landlord basically said he didn't want African-Americans in his apartment building. And Damn. I'm like, wow, are you serious? He's like, well, aren't you, are you white? I was like, no, I'm Hispanic. And he's like, oh, that's even more worse. And we just looked what? at each other and we're like, wow, like, that's crazy. Like, you would say that, gee, that's crazy. And he's like, well, you guys, you know, Hispanics, they come with, like, multiple family members and black oh people are just God. trouble. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, you're renting this apartment building for $1,200. He's like, well, you guys have good jobs. That's good. You know, most black people, most Hispanics don't have jobs. Oh, like, my what? God. I wish yeah, you got this so on I camera. Like, you know what? Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna walk out before I say something to you. That's not nice. And I work in the health field, so I know how to be professional. But I was like, I'm gonna just go before I become not professional. That is so, yeah, crazy. Yeah, he just basically came out and said it, and I was like, wow. And my husband was like, you know, I want to just smack him in his face and I'm like, no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I I don't. It's not worth it. Right, Tell how right. you really that feel. Where was stupid. this? What what city is this in? I'm just curious. Rockford, Illinois. Rockford, Rock, Illinois. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Calvin. Hey, Calvin. Good morning. Where are you calling from? Oh, I'm Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. We're asking, have you ever been discriminated against trying to purchase a property or rent a property, brother? Um, not purchasing um a property. Um, I'm actually in real estate. And uh, I'm, I'm in healthcare, but you know, I do real estate on the side. You know, you need that engine to build wealth, you know. And um, basically, um, I've been in situations where, I, so one, one story is uh, one of the guys I was in school with when I was getting my real estate uh, license. Uh, well, this was kind of after I got my license and you got to do all the uh, credits and stuff after, after the fact. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was getting those credits and everything and uh, you know he had a he had a sale and he had a sale and he was saying that this lady it was a black lady and um, she went to another realtor before him and the realtor you know put her basically through the same things you were saying you know mm-hmm. asking for a proof of funds and all of this usually you know as a as a realtor you the most you're probably going to ask for is, is a pre-approval to know you know some of them ask for a pre-approval mm-hmm. instead of instead of a pre-qualification because they want to know that you can get you know approved for the loan. So he asked for all kind of things. She was only financing one of the properties that she was buying. She ended up buying five properties, two of them was financed, and three of them she paid cash for. She was buying properties for her all her kids. And just because he judged her off of how she looked, he lost out on all of that, and my friend got all of that commission. Wow. Damn. Well, good for your friend. Let's get that oh, commission. Yeah, 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, you never you never know who has money, who doesn't have money. Like just by looking at them, you can't tell. It's ridiculous. Right. And it's usually like a a lack of of knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as we as a culture, we've been disenfranchised from you know, plenty, most of the industries, if not all the industries in this country. So we're kind of like behind the curve. But it does not mean we're incompetent. It does not mean that we don't have means, you know. So like me as myself, I try to educate my family on all the different ways that they try to, uh, you know, get you in real estate, not with just racism, because I'm pretty sure, Envy, you know, you know, <laughs> like realtors, you know, you know how realtors are, especially with branding and advertising and things like that. Absolutely. But, you know, as a culture, I think we just need to become, you know, more aware and more knowledgeable about things, especially anything that we're putting on a contract. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you for doing the right thing, brother. You're out there doing it the right way, helping helping us out regardless of, of how we look. As long as we pre-approved, you're going to show us that damn crib. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, we got rumors on the way, Yee. And I just want to say one last thing, too. I realized I didn't have those experiences because I think every neighborhood that I've gone into has been, like, a predominantly black neighborhood. So I've never tried to, like, be in the suburbs or, you know what I mean? So maybe that's why it was kind of an opposite experience. And I love that people are like, I want to give this to somebody that's from the area and things like that. I think that does matter. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. much too. So, uh, shout out to all the amazing realtors out there who are really doing their job. But let this be a lesson as we uh, continue to expose people in this era. That's all right, cool. and we are going to be talking about little baby. He talks about flipping his money. He turns sixty dollars into a hundred thousand dollars in just a week. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Virgil put out some very disappointing artwork for Pop Smoke's album. Now, this was disrespectful because it looked like this was something that he pulled together at the last second. And Mm -hmm. uh, they've actually now taken the artwork down. So it's Pop Smoke and then there's like some diamonds floating around his head and some barbed wire. I was confused. I'm like, what is this artwork supposed to be? It looks awful. Yeah, I mean, people are saying uh, he basically took two albums and put it together. He put Drake and Future's album cover, and he also took uh, Post Malone's album cover, put it together, and just put Pop Smoke in it. I mean, the album cover was trash. I mean, we expected a lot more, especially from Virgil. Uh, It was trash. Back to the drum board. I don't know who approved it. Yeah, Virgil, who, by the way, in case y'all don't know who owns Off-White. Now, Stephen Victor, who is the head of Pop Smoke's label, said, you were always shooting for the stars and aiming for the moon. Everything we talked about is happening. The only thing is you're not here in the flesh to see it all come together. You wanted Virgil to design your album cover and lead creative. Virgil designed the album cover and led creative. We love you and miss you more every day. But then everyone started going in on this awful album cover. And uh, Stephen Victor said, heard you making a change. Pop would listen to his fans as Pop's label and his friends, family. It is our obligation to bring his vision to life. He wanted Virgil, but you know, they said changes will be made. See you July 3rd, 2020. So he loved his fans, listened to his fans, and they're going to change the album. I don't know if that means that Virgil's doing something different and something new, or they're completely changing it, but yeah, it's not going down like that. That was disrespectful. I'm sorry. And 50 Cent even posted, hey Virgil, we need new album art. They ain't going for this BS. Love your work. Let's get to it. Yeah, I mean, the artwork wasn't it. Uh, it looks like it was rushed. It looks like it, it didn't take much uh, thinking. Um, but I'm not a creative that does this. It looked like they were this. like, look, this is, due, this is due today. We got to get it in. Somebody, let the intern yeah, do it. That's what it I looked got, like. 
I got flyer people that do a lot better than that. Uh, yeah, Steve, 50, that wasn't it. But they're going to fix it. Right. Those are my guys. They're going to fix it. All right, now let's talk about Dr. Dre and his wife, Nicole Young. She has filed for divorce after 24 years of marriage. They're uh, saying irreconcilable differences as the reason for their separation, and she is looking for spousal support. They do have two kids together, but their kids are 23 and 19, so child support won't be an issue. It'll just be spousal support. Right, and they're saying he's worth $800 million, so she could possibly get $400 million. Is that true? They ain't got no prenup, so they said he's worth $950 million, mostly thanks to his Beats empire and his, uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I would say this. They've been together, what, 24 years? Mm-hmm. So she's held half. him down. Yeah, she's held him down for a long time, allowed him to work while she took care of the kids, I'm sure, and held down the fort. She deserves it. I don't see why not. Right. People will be like, oh, he worked for that. No, but she, if she wasn't in his corner, I'm sure he wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things that he was able to do. And I believe she's an attorney, right? Is that uh-huh. true? Yeah, she's an attorney. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if she wasn't working at all, but, you know, it didn't work out. And, hey... It could be worse. I'd rather get half a, you know, I'd rather have to give up half of eight hundred million than half of eight thousand. <laughs> yeah, I believe. I'm not sure, but I think the way that it works that everything that he did when they were together, she gets half of, and everything before she does it. But I'm not sure. Don't quote me. Well, I've been together twenty four years, so yeah, you know. But Dre's been doing is doing things since he was like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old. So yeah, but that beast by Dre money hits different. It does hit different. All right, now Kanye West. Uh, let's discuss his new song. He teased it. I don't know if you'll be able to get much from it, but it's called Wash Us in the Blood. And they said that is going to be coming really, really soon. So uh, Kanye tweeted out from the forthcoming album, God's Country. And here is a snippet of that. Can't tell much from that, right? I can't tell ish. I I I don't know. I, I, I got I gotta hear a song. Like I, I don't know. All right, and now here's a rumor. They're saying that LeBron had planned to sign with the Knicks until he had a disaster meeting back in 2010. So from everyone, they said, according to Bill Simmons on the Bill Simmons podcast, from everyone that I've talked to in the know since then, it's clear that the Knicks were the first choice. And I'm sorry, Knicks fans, earmuffs. That's you, Envy. I don't know. Are you still a Knicks fan? Halfway. But it was basically the Knicks to lose, and they just couldn't stay out of their own way. And the stories are legendary. They had the legendary meeting. Donnie Walsh was in the wheelchair. Dolan was Dolan. And it was just a complete, they didn't have anything prepared. It just couldn't have gone worse. By all accounts, it was a disaster. I, and I don't understand. Like, if you have a meeting with LeBron, this is should have been, this meeting should go just like this. Hey, LeBron, we want you to play for the Knicks. What do you want? Yes, we'll give it to you. Congratulations, you're a New York Knick. I don't understand. Whatever that man wants, you give it to him. He wants $30 million a year, give it to him. He wants a, a whole section in the front row, give it to him. He wants to uh, sell sneakers there, give it to him. He wants all the players to wear sneakers. You give the man what he wants. <sighs> well, welcome to the Nets, Envy. Brooklyn Nets fan yet? Yes, I'm glad to be here. All right, good. I'm glad. We're glad to have you. And the NBA is going to be uh, reportedly painting Black Lives Matter on court sidelines. So as they're getting ready for being at the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida, that's what they're planning on doing, according to ESPN, on the inside of both sidelines on every court used there. Mm-hmm.
And little baby, his sister is talking about how the time that she gave him uh, $60. And basically, he asked his mom and his two sisters for $20 a piece. They gave him the money. They said it was out of his character to ask them for cash. And he actually turned that into over $100,000. Here's what his sister said. He asked me and my sister and my mom, he like, I need $20, I need $20. So everybody gave him $20 because he don't ask for nothing. So for him to come to ask us, come to us to ask for something, we like, mm, okay. So we gave it to him. He stayed gone for like seven days. He was clean when he left, but when he came back, he was a mess. And we went in his room just being nosy. And me and my sister counted 100000 with our bare hands. Wow. Now, little baby wrote that the majority of it came from a dice game. <laughs> wow, he was hot that night. But I, hey. all right, that's the story. He's sticking with it. I'm not mad at him. But it could have been a dice game. How else, right? That fast? Yeah. $60? Jeez. So if you run into little baby in Vegas or somewhere, bet on little baby. All right? I'm there Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Well, the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Again, shout out to everybody that uh, checked out the versus battle and the after party. Uh, amazing event. Let me break it down for you guys. So first of all, when you get there, it was a limited amount of people that could actually enter the building uh, because mm-hmm. of COVID and coronavirus. So they had to take your temperature. Then they asked you a bunch of questions to, to for you to even be able to get in. Then once you get in, they had people split up in different studios to watch it. So... In my room, I think there was only three people that were watching it, and then there was different rooms, and then where Fab and Jadakiss had the battle, I think it was only those two, the cameramen and the DJs. Um, great event. Uh, Jadakiss was, was he had a great time. He, he had a wonderful time. I, I like to he see both did. my brothers playing the music <laughs> and just having a great time. Um, and then it comes, you know, if you think about it, it all comes down to choices. You know, Fab had mad records. That after the 20 they played, and JD Kiss had mad records that after the 20 they played, uh, it could have been done differently. But when you're in the mix and you're in that feeling, you, you just play what you think is right. And I just thought it was a, a, a great appreciation for both those brothers. So, congratulations mm-hmm. to those brothers. Shout out to Swiss and Timbo. And then the after party was just dope. We just had a great time. Me and Clue went back and forth. We had 226,000 people that passed through. So, thank you to Versus, Timberland, Swiss. It was a great, I can't wait for the next one. All right. And I want to shout out a couple of people, too. Now, this young lady, Ashanti Palmer, she graduated from Nellie A. Thornton High School in Mount Vernon, and she had perfect attendance since pre-K. Really? Yes. And she's also the valedictorian. So shout out to her. Imagine from pre-K all the way until you graduate from high school, you have never been absent at all, period. That means your mama and daddy don't like you. Listen, so shout out you to her. You didn't take one sick accept- day in all that time? One sick day? She's been accepted was- to 18 colleges. Congratulations. And awarded over $430,000 in scholarships. So shout out to Miss Ashanti Palmer. That's a beautiful thing. I need That's her black girl magic right there. Absolutely. I need her number. And but you my are son not going to get her to come. No, my son got a little stomachache. He'd be like, Dad, I had a stomachache. I don't want to go to school. My daughter got a headache. Dad, I got a headache. I don't want to go to school. This child then did it from kindergarten and pre-K all the way through high school. And they got a little stomachache and don't want to go to school. Goodness gracious. Now, I also want to shout out Paulana. She has, uh, she has an organization called Black People Will Swim. 
And she actually tweeted me yesterday, right? They're trying to launch a swim program in Brooklyn. And so they're giving out $100,000 and she wants to win that $100,000. So if you go to blackpeoplewillswim.com, you can actually vote for them. But you know, I don't know how to swim. That's funny. Black people. Why is that funny? But you know what's so funny? A lot of my peoples don't know how to swim either. My girls do not know how to swim. And it was so funny because, you know, we're going on vacation. And shout out to my girls who also can't swim. So the, we just be sitting on the shallow end of the pool <laughs> on the steps having a drink. That that I, That is, you know, I'm not going to All my kids know how to swim. Gia doesn't know how to swim. And the only reason I know how to swim is, is back as, as a kid when we used to go to, of course, Disney World. We used to drive to Disney World, and one of the motels or hotels that we were staying at, uh, they said a week before a kid had drowned in the pool. And when we got there, my parents was like, yo, when you get back, I'm going to make sure you know how to swim so this never happens to you. And they put me in the YMCA, and I learned how to swim. And You know what's crazy? I, you know, my brother knows how to swim, and I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah? He I learned at the YMCA. Hmm? I said, he learned how to swim my brother at the YMCA also. And in high school, uh, every time they tried to teach us how to, like, we would have swimming, and we, we were supposed to learn how to swim in order to be able to graduate, but every time I just said I had my period. Okay, okay. I guess that's a, a good excuse. But, you know, in, in high school, I, um, I was on a swim team, and I did really, really good, and, you know, we had a couple of colleges, you know, come to, to check me out for swimming, but I just didn't like the little trunks. The little bikini bottom trunks that they made the guys wear, I hated those. And, like it, and look at how much you love them now. You know what? Forget you. All right, when we come back, positive note is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You know the shit is my I made them a million now. We are rich. I ain't trying to have babies right now, so we f me. I just feel that my kids be a big of me. They can't get rid of me. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Um, and shout to everybody that uh, you know, I do these webinars. And so many people hit me up about attending the webinars. I know the last couple of ones, we pretty much, we couldn't get more people in uh, just because Zoom doesn't allow that many people in. So we're going to uh, give people an opportunity to check it out. We're going to put it actually on a platform where you can see it. And there is no limits of, as far as people. So if you want to check out the webinars to see how you can get into the real estate game and uh, how we make money in real estate, you can just click the link in my bio and it will send you right there. All right. And tomorrow we have our, my brother, my birthday brother, August Alcina, right? Yes. So August Alcina actually flew to New York. We did an interview for his new album that's out, which I love, The Product 3. There's 27 songs on there. And when I tell you, I know everybody's really hyped that August is back at it again. He'll talk about where he's been, why he's had to take a break. And he's going to answer basically any question that you want to know the answer to, if you know what I'm talking about. So make sure y'all listen, because this interview with August Alcina, we're going to have it exclusively on The Breakfast Club before he puts out the full video of our sit down. So, you know, make sure you tune in for that. The product three, State of Emergency, which is Emerge and See. All right. Well, you got a positive note? Yes. And you know, I love Shirley Chisholm and I did Shirley Chisholm yesterday and I'm going to continue to do that until Charlemagne gets back uh, to work. So from Shirley Chisholm, tremendous amounts of talent are lost to our society just because that talent wears a skirt. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done? 